This episode of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast to help support this show. We're also brought to you by our PayPal supporters, paypal.me slash tie-dye-sheep, T-Y-E-D-Y-E-S-H-E-E-P. Pick your class and learn your battle points. Because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Welcome to episode 115 of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. I'm your host, Sage Goodwin, joined by my brother and co-host, Sam Goodwin. Hello. In this episode, we'll be going over our thoughts on Battlefront 2's first season and your questions. Let's get started. Let's get started with Battlefront 2's first season based around the movie Star Wars The Last Jedi. I personally really like the DLC what about you, Sam? I thought it was a solid first season. The DLC was, you know, there's some lacking parts of it, but overall it was good. Wh- what did you think was lacking? For me, the only thing that was lacking was the maps. There wasn't as much as I wanted. Yeah, at launch, there wasn't really many maps. It was just the one and then the Star the Starfighter Salt map. But what's awesome is uh, the one of the level designers actually said that they're working on a blast crate map. Yeah, and hopefully that works with heroes versus villains as well. Yeah, hopefully that now that they've got, not that they're getting this new smaller map worked out, they will be able to add different smaller game modes. Maybe we'll get a strike. Who knows? So the last Jedi DLC, free for everyone, based on the new movie. Love the movie. We are on a hashtag, it was awesome. Not hashtag, it was the worst. <laughs> yes. Um, that's as far as we'll go, spoiler-wise. It came with, like you're saying, one map for Galactic Assault. And with that map came the new style of Galactic Assault for uh, the game. Then we got the uh, Starfighter Assault map. I've played, It was. it's pretty fun. It adds a new depth to it. It's uh, based around the Dakar planet in uh, the force awakens era or the last jedi depending on which the the time frame exactly of that planet but it's it added a lot of interesting things um it added finn as well as phasma two new uh heroes and those are always the hardest it seems for the battlefront game especially um a lot of what we've heard from developers and when we talked to paul kesslin uh, a year ago now on the Scarif DLC, he said a lot of the times it's it's difficult to make the heroes themselves, or uh, the skins, especially since they've got to go through Lucasfilm and get all of this um, stuff worked out on the cosmetic side, as well as the gameplay, um, what's going to suit which hero correctly. Yeah, that's another thing that I was missing is maybe some more skins for the game in this season. Yeah, and we'll get into um, skins and mods later on in the episodes once we get to your questions, but it, it it was something that a lot of people speculated upon before the game launched, saying, hey, could we be getting a lot more customization? We saw leaked customization screens before the game came out. We don't know if those were confirmed or not. Um, again, it was a leak, so we don't really know. But a lot of people wanted that the customization aspect of Battlefront 2 to be much more prominent than in the first game. Yeah, and we thought at launch it was going to be like that, but 
to be honest, even 2015 Battlefront has more customization option than this current Battlefront. What what I would rather have them do instead of doing the Battlefront 2015 approach was where they had a crap ton of customization, most of which was crap. Um, did not want to be a Granny Stormtrooper or Granny Rebel. Just saying. <laughs> um, but they did have some really nice skins. Like I love Pancake Face, the Celestin. Uh, but I would rather them do less, less but higher quality customization. Um, maybe that's what they're doing. Who knows? We haven't had any word from them. They are back in the, in uh, their offices, so they're getting work back on Battlefront Two. But it seemed like. At launch in particular, Battlefront 2015 was saying, hey, look at all this customization we added. You can be a Granny Stormtrooper. When nobody really wanted to be Granny Stormtrooper. Instead, I would rather have them adding much more, or less content, but higher quality content. That's that's overall what I want to see in, at least for me, in a Battlefront game. And what you just said is probably what their approach is to trying to be for these seasons. Yeah. Less content, but they work on that fewer content better. Yeah. Less content more frequently as I think that's what they're trying to do with the seasons. Again, we don't know cause they haven't been very vocal recently with battlefront 2000, uh, battlefront two. Yeah. It could be just the backlash. They're trying to figure things out before they make any more announcements. Yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a really good point, especially since the backlash was such a big deal in the gaming community. Um, so I think that's what they're trying to do, especially with the loot crate system. Um, that's something that, again, we haven't had purchasable content for, what is it, since the game launched. So the game launched without any purchasable content at all. Um, and we haven't had any more of that since the launch in November. So we're coming up on two months. Yeah, so you can't really have that much to complain about with pay to win because, as you said, when the game launched, it was removed. Yeah. So only the early access holders could have purchased the content. Exactly. So we don't know what they're working on loot crate-wise. Um, hopefully it's a move to customization only where um, those crystal... Uh, the, the crystal currency is more towards customizing your characters, that kind of stuff, instead of having the whole progression system based around that. But now, now let's talk about how we would like to see the seasons pr- improved as they go forward. Again, this is the first time that DICE has done something like this. Usually it's in like a, a season pass where you get... You buy the season pass and you're saying, okay, I'm going to get... F- let's say four DLC packs over six months, eight months, a certain amount of time. And then I'm going to pay up front. Don't know what those DLC packs are, that kind of thing. This is completely free. This is the first time that they're doing it. DICE in particular, Titanfall's developer Respawn, they've done it before. Uh, But this is new for DICE in particular. So... How do you think that we, uh, they could improve it? First, I mean, obviously, if you go to the prequel era, I'd love to see some content from there. I know we have some prequel content already in the game. This is just a, a spe- uh, I'm specifying which era I'd like to see okay. as they could improve. but Not particularly how they can improve, but what era you'd like to see next. Yes. And improvement-wise, I'd like to see 
more smaller maps than rather a big map. Maybe they could go on and off one. Every other DLC, they'll do a big map. Yeah. And then in between that, they could do a lot of smaller maps. What I would love to see is like uh, challenges where you could win, where you could unlock maps or that kind of thing. Skins. I would love to see a challenge where you can unlock an exclusive skin that you can only get if you play or unlock certain rewards during that time. And you can only equip on that era and map. That'd be yeah. cool. Um, personally, what I would like to see is a better description of how the challenges work. Because a lot of the times, a lot of the times that I was going in there, I was like, what exactly am I supposed to be doing before launch of the season? They said, hey, this is kind of what we're going to be doing. This is the time frame. This is Blast Sunday, even though Blast had no particular advantage in playing it that Sunday. You didn't get extra credits. You didn't get extra crafting parts. You didn't do anything like that. It was basically saying, okay, go play Blast, you guys. Um, I would like to see clearer statistics, especially. Um, I had a hard time actually getting or gauging which classes I wanted. I needed to get 50 kills with because I didn't know. It doesn't say, hey, you've got 50 kills of the specialist. Now go on to the heavy or so on and so forth. You have to physically get out a piece of paper, get out your phone and say, okay, I got a kill there. There's a kill, there's a kill, there's a kill, and hope that it adds up and try and gauge what you need to do. I did not like that. It's very confusing. Isn't if you go over on the screen to the left, it shows you all the challenges? In the last Jedi, in, in the career section, uh, or was it rewards? I think it was rewards. In rewards, you can go over there and you can say, you can go down to the last Jedi. And in that little section, you can see what you need to do. It said what you needed to do, but it didn't keep of track. It didn't keep track of how much of that thing you've done, and uh, something like that, where you need the granular details. Yeah, but the hero-wise, I like how they're going with the uh, one hero, one villain. You know, it relates yeah. to what they're doing. It's a callback to Battlefront 2015 season pass as well. And going forward, we may not see that again. We may see like the next season could be just a map pack. Or we could just see a hero pack. Um, yeah. We still don't know. This is just a, a, a precedent that they've said that could go forward or could not go forward. Yeah, so until the next season, we're not going to really know what they're going with. Yeah. But I'm going to assume that they're going to stop focusing on heroes and then start doing customization in maps in particular. Yeah, I think that's a big thing that they're focusing on, especially post-outrage. Because yeah. you, as you said, the heroes are hard to make and they take time. So yeah. pumping out two heroes every few months takes a lot of work. Yeah. Um, possibly we could see be seeing more maps, and then every three months or so, maybe more, maybe less, we could get a hero pack or around some kind of big launch. Maybe with the Han Solo movie, we could be getting some uh, heroes, some of the new characters that they're uh, introducing in there, that kind of thing. Yeah, but I don't want them to start just focusing on the new movies yeah, I want exactly. To still go in the prequels and the original trilogy. Yeah, we've we've got this whole world of prequels that they've opened up, but we haven't gotten anything yet. We haven't gotten anything new yet. New. Again, the only thing that we've gotten new is the sequel trilogy, and that was the least amount of content that we had at the launch game. Yeah, because currently we, you know, we have a good amount of original trilogy content, and a the, pretty good amount of prequel trilogy content yes, as well. But we just want more prequel heroes. Yeah, specifically 
General Grievous. Yes. If anyone that dies is listening, we want General Grievous, please. <laughs> um, if anyone from DICE is listening, we would like to thank you for the awesome work that you've been doing on uh, Battlefront 2. Yes. We're not part of the vast majority of people that despise you and your company. <laughs> yeah. Again, this is our podcast. We've been doing it for two years. We like to state the facts. We like to state the uh, our opinions as well as um, how those two go in uh, collaboration with each other. And ultimately, we want the game to be the best as possible. So any any kind of criticism that we have is something that we feel the game should be improved in. Um, again, this is just what we feel we'd like to be changed. Now, let's talk about what you want to be changed after a short break. You're listening to the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast, a podcast from the Tie-Dye Sheep Entertainment Podcast Network, a network dedicated to bringing content as great and as weird as the hosts. If you'd like to support us on a Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast. You can donate $1 up to $10, and we have different tiers for that. So if you'd like to support the show and get some exclusive content, because we'll be doing bonus shows there, you can support us through that link. And at $1 per month, you have the ability to come on the podcast if you so desire. Also, since we didn't really do a uh, a promotion for our sponsor last episode because it was it didn't really incorporate itself for the flow of the interview, um, it was brought to you by StarWarsGaming.net, your resource for Star Wars Battlefront. Definitely check it out. Awesome website. Talked about it for the past five episodes. It is a wonderful website, especially for if you're looking for news. Uh, tournament play and that kind of stuff so check it out starwarsgaming.net we even have an interview on there so check it out let's start off with mods so cedric at cedric sw asks mods what is your point of toleration do you think cosmetic only mods should exist that are local to each player or do you want mods that will affect every player in the game and you kind of explain my limit is if it affects every player in the game, I don't really want it in there. Yeah. It should skins are okay. I find skins awesome. It should be like a resource pack that, you know, only you who have downloaded the mods can see every other player if they don't want that. Yeah. They don't have to participate. And again, if you're if you're thinking to yourself, oh, everyone's doing mods. Why can't DICE do this? They're pumping them out. These guys are pumping them out like crazy. Um, they are specifically making 3D models and then skinning those on top of the already generated uh, heroes. They aren't creating any new abilities. They're basically skins. That's all they're doing. Um, they change the textures and that kind of stuff. It is. It requires some work, but not, not nearly as much as it takes to create a full-blown hero. So if yeah. you're saying, oh, DICE is lazy. And then again, they have to go through Lucasfilm. Yeah, so they have to get impro- uh, approved and all that stuff. But mods, I think mods are cool to an extent. Again, I think of it as a way that, hey, look, people really like this DICE. You could maybe take some inspiration from this. Yeah, and then it gives players that are kind of on the ropes of Battlefront 2 another aspect of the game that they could enjoy and participate in. Yeah, especially... Battlefront 2 is much more uh, of a rich community than Battlefront 2015 was. Um, 
especially amount around the mod community. I mean, they've very late in the life of Battlefront 2015, we got mods and that kind of stuff. Um, now we're getting it right off the bat. So it's pretty cool. Again, I think it should be local to each player. Uh, like he was saying, don't really want it to affect every player in the game. Now, P. Young's, P. Young Z87 on Twitter, aiming tips. I still can't get the hang of the aiming, unlike Battlefront 2015, which I think was a lot better. Yeah, I too sh- somewhat struggle with the aiming aspect. I mean, it got to the point where I don't even zoom in. I kind of just blindly shoot. And if you're having trouble with aiming, go for weapons that have a higher rate of fire and a spread. Yeah. To where you, it's not so precise as the specialist, for example. Uh, something I found really helpful is turning up the sensitivity. Turning up the sensitivity in Battlefront 2015 was not good for me at all, but I find in this game it really helps me out, and um, it makes it more like, okay, I don't have to wait one second, which is pretty long in gaming terms, especially reaction time, to get uh, my aim on this person. Instead, I can go, especially, I've got mine around like 50 or 60%, I think, um, where I can just like aim and twitch back and forth until I kind of get a shot and then pull the trigger or keep on pulling the trigger yeah. if I have a higher rate of fire weapon. And then a stark opposite, if that doesn't work out for you, you could try to lower your sensitivity. Yeah. That also works if you're like sniping, but if you're playing a close range of class like heavy, it won't help. Yeah, so definitely tweak with the uh, sensitivity of the aiming. So that's what I found really helps me out. Also, I think... If you're having trouble aiming, just start practicing with heavy and work your way up from there. Yeah, because heavy is one of those classes where you don't really need aiming that much. You kind of just spray and pray. Um, And then you can move up to the different classes. I think the next would be assault. They have a pretty uh, active range of time uh, for their rate of fire and that kind of stuff. And then it would be officer and then specialist. Uh, so definitely play around with the different weapons for the classes, the different classes themselves. Uh, Chris Miller at C.O. Chriso at C.O. Chriso. Sometimes I feel like it doesn't matter who wins in Battlefront 2. What do you guys think about a new currency that gives tokens based on who wins the match? The currency could be used to buy skins and could also be bought with real money. That way they can leave the card system still in place. That's what I kind of think that they wanted to do with crystals. They didn't implement it right. What I would like to see is crystals or crafting parts rewarded along with credits. If you win, uh, get in the top three, top five, that kind of thing. Yeah, see where you're coming from because even in some cases, the opposite team that loses has more score than the winning team. Yeah. So, But then again, if you have this reward for winning, there'll be people that get getting OP parties and just farm all day. But it actually promotes the gameplay. It means it's not like, oh, you're going to get this amount of credits or special uh, currency if you rubber band your controller and run around in circles. I mean, it, yeah. That's still better. It's better than having an active community of really good teams than a community where everyone's just sticking their controller on the ground and running away and getting something to eat. Yeah, I'm fine with rewarding for winning but just having a currency that's exclusive to winning maybe maybe it's like every round you get you get 25 crafting parts 
or and five crystals. And then if you are in the top five, you get 50 crafting parts, so many amount of credits, depending on how you play, and then 10 to 15 crystals. Like that's what I would really like to see is have different ways to earn each currency instead of just those reward challenges um, because they will run out eventually. Like if you play a, a lot of the game, you will run out of those challenges. So I don't really like how they're tying it to that. I'd rather say, okay, you reward you for playing a game mode so often, that kind of thing. Yeah, but then again, the winning aspect, you know, it's not so hard to win, to be honest. It's like every other game you'll get a win. Yeah. So I think this actually could work. Yeah, it's not PUBG. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Suburban Scout at Suburban Scout underscore. This guy is awesome. I love Suburban Scout. He does some awesome, hilarious videos, so definitely check him out on Twitter. Uh, What game modes need to come to the game as the current offering is getting stale? So I've seen this a lot on uh, the Battlefront community recently. Like A lot of people are saying, okay, I've played Galactic Salt all this time. I've played, and then I've played all the other game modes all this time. Definitely, I think we should get some uh, new game modes. Maybe we get like a game mode pack and or a map pack and game mode, possibly in a season or something like that. That's what I would like to see. Yeah, I do agree because, I mean, for me, there's only galactic assault and heroes versus villains to play yeah for me it's broader i play all of the game modes um i really like gla- uh, blast but specific game modes that i would like to see capture the flag would be pretty cool like a capture a flag kind of state a game mode uh, i would like to see a throwback to the original battlefront 2 with the whole capturing points yes that would be awesome have and it's not that hard to make to be honest yeah, it's, you have certain points that you need to capture with a certain amount of bodies on that point, and then you have a certain amount of troops, a uh, lot, lot like how uh, uh, Strike does it. Yeah, and then there's two ways to win. You can either capture all the points at the same time or just eliminate your team. Yeah. So that's what I would like to see. Also, cargo, hashtag cargo players matter. Let's see, what, what other game modes would you like to see in Battlefront 2? Um... Maybe just look at Battlefront 2015 and pick a couple that, you know, appealed to the wide audience. So you would like them to go back into Battlefront 2015 and pick game modes from there instead of something like, new? Maybe like one or two. I'm not saying to just copy. I think one or two is stretching it. I think if... Just as a throwback, because some people really want Hero Hunt, a better version, to come to this uh, platform and game. Yeah. What I would like to see is a multi-game mode game mode. So maybe you start off heroes versus villains or something like that. Or you start off as a trooper and then you move through. You play like a capture flag and then whoever wins gets the advantage in the next phase. Next phase could be something like... I don't don't think Starfighter Assault would be that thing because a lot of people aren't that fond of something like that especially if you're there forced to play it but maybe a blast type where you have to run through this area killing a certain amount of uh, enemies until you get to the next phase which is capturing uh, multiple points and then destroying something I think that would be cool 
So kind of like the original Battlefront 2's campaign? Yeah, a lot like that. To where it's nonstop, there's no cutscenes, it's just a continuous moving game. It's not like you gotta wait and watch this little cutscene, it just keeps going like it's a real battle. Exactly. I would like to see more dynamic game modes, specifically where they kind of add different aspects of the game modes that they've made before. Uh, people have made other game modes, that kind of thing. Still would like to see a capture the flag type game mode. Spartacus Inc. at Redwood Origin at Redwood Original One. Getting people to like Battlefront 2 and a real question. Do EA Dice teams from different games talk about what works and doesn't? As I have just started playing Battlefield 1 and I wish Battlefront 2 had a community like that. So Battlefield and Battlefront, those two develop they're they're both developed by Dice, but they're two separate teams inside of Dice. From what I've seen, um those two teams do talk to each other a lot of the time. Uh, developers on Battlefront 2 will go to Battlefield to help uh, develop on that and vice versa. So Battlefield 1 developers, the Battlefield franchise developers, will get transferred over to the Battlefront team and help out with that and also kind of gauge what works and what doesn't work. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with the Battlefield community at all, so... It's still pretty strong even after, uh, what is it, 2016, a year? Yeah. Close to two? And, you know, EA, I mean, battle the Battlefront 2 team is listening to fans. We've seen that from them removing the crystals. Yeah. But it seems like they're just slower in response because we've kind of hit a stale spot in news and all that. And that always, it seems to always happen around the New Year transition. Uh, battlefront 2015 had a big transition from uh 2015 to 2016 we had a lot of um, silence regarding the game and what was going on and for it to just have been released here recently you know a few months is still recent and them not be releasing as much news as they should is kind of strange i think it's mostly due to how much of a scramble they're in like from what from the developers I've talked to, they've said, yeah, it's been busy. I'm really glad for this time off. Um, a lot of them are really happy to get back going because they've got a lot of new ideas that they want to get implemented. Um, so it's basically a scramble, and I can definitely understand if they are scrambling why they are t uh, taking communication as a lesser priority. Again, I don't think that's the right idea. I think that we as the community, we are the the people that keep the game alive, especially after all of the backlash. We need some some communication between the developers and the people that play the game. Right now, I'm afraid that it's going more like Nintendo instead of like the dice we knew that was rocking and rolling right before Battlefront 2's release. But that's all for this episode of the Star Wars Battlefront podcast. I've been your host, Sage Goodwin. And I'm Sam Goodwin. Thank you all for listening to the Star Wars Battlefront podcast. Thank you for uh, asking us questions. It was a big part of the show. Definitely, we would love to implement a uh, section each episode where we do respond to uh, your questions. Because um, I love that. That was super fun. Because, again, I love the Battlefront 2 community. I love the Battlefront community. Battlefront 2 community is kind of split right now. A lot of uh, 
A lot of the people have been very negative towards the game. A lot of people have been very positive. Um, the positive side of the community, I love. I love uh, positive fans coming together and talking about what they love and what they don't like about the game in a and a, a friendly manner. Like Yeah, but look at it this way. The reason the Battlefront 2015 community was so good and positive is because all of the stragglers were weeded out as time went on because they didn't enjoy playing the game that much. They left. Yeah, and a lot of the people in the community right now are the the outsiders still on the edge of the community. Yeah. So we're it's getting still, a lot of those stragglers still. Still a fresh game, and a lot of people are picking up this game and playing it, which means we're going to have a lot more opinions being stated. Yeah, so with time, it'll get better. Um, this is our first episode of 2018, so want to start it off positively. Love the game. Want to get it. Want it to be the best game possible. Um, also, you can follow us on Twitter at SWB Podcast. We'd definitely like you to do that. Uh, very active on there. Want to do even more on there. Want to be even more active in 2018. Also got a lot of big plans coming. Uh, Warren Galaxy is back in production as an audio drama, so definitely check out our Twitter and at Warren Galaxy for that news. Um, working really hard on that. You can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast, PayPal, paypal.me slash tie-dye-sheep. No, after after the uh, holiday season is definitely tight on your wallet, but we would definitely appreciate it. Uh, it would help us out as we are uh, continuing to expand our podcast even more. Still, uh, we're saving up for a camera because our camera setup right now for the podcast is not working uh, for a video version so we definitely want to try and do that differently uh which would we would greatly uh, appreciate your uh support you can also leave us a review we were so close to hitting 50 reviews by the end of the year we've got 45 definitely appreciate it it's crazy 45 people took the time to review our podcast i can't believe it uh, last month the last two months have been the biggest of our podcast ever I want to thank you all so much for listening. That that is insane. We got an in, insane amount of listeners and downloads through that that uh, those two months. Uh, the biggest we've had in our whole podcast history of two years. You can email us battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com. Definitely enjoy your uh, topics there. Very active as well. Uh, so if you do want to get a hold of us, you can through Twitter, through email, through the reviews any way that you would like. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash user slash the Star Wars Battlefront podcast. Definitely appreciate you uh, subscribing to us there. We upload audio versions with uh, gameplay of our uh, Battlefront 2 in the background, so if you want to listen to the podcast on YouTube, you definitely can there. As always, thanks for listening, and may the Force be with you.